everyone. This is Florence Bremer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 23 years, and throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find a balance between work and life. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. I wanted to give you an update since uh, the last podcast. I think the last podcast I was doubled over in pain from my back. So I'd been dealing with that for the last two weeks. And I want to talk about what I did to get over the hump on that. And I do want to thank everyone that I've heard from. Um, You know, sometimes when you're recording the podcast, and I, I sit in my closet, actually, my clothes closet, and I record it, and it feels like I'm just by myself. And I don't know who ends up listening to it. And then when people reach out, it's such a joy to know that someone's actually listening. And I hope it helps people. I hope the podcast helps people as much as it helps me doing it. So much better than I was two weeks ago. As a recap, um, a few days before my last podcast, I was busy but decided to take a walk before I got into the shower And I don't know what, like it just started having spasms in my lower back, like down to my hip, in my knee. And I had um, a client that I was telling about it. And he has sent out his on-staff therapist a couple of times to uh, work on my problem areas. And it has got me going again. I've also been stretching. Um, When I do my cycling classes, I've been super mindful about it. Because I did realize after I got hurt, that when I was doing the cycling classes, I was just being uh, trying to be younger, I think than I was. When you do these classes, it's a bunch of girls in their 20s. And you're up out of the seat and you're down back on the seat. And I was jumping up and plopping down and um, turning the the resistance up high And I think that was hurting me as well. So I've done, I think I've only done two classes since I got hurt. But each time I did it, the whole time I, so usually what I do is just keep thinking about um, what I need to do when I leave, which was a reason why I did the cycling classes. So I could not do that. But, and for the first several months, when I would do these classes, I would just focus on the classes. Now, as soon as I sit down, I'm just thinking, I'm so busy. I need to get back to work. What's going to be at work when I get back? Or I need to get home and I need to make dinner. I jump around to different times. Like sometimes I do an early morning class, sometimes later in the evening. So I'm always thinking about where else I need to be. And I don't think I was being very mindful or careful. So the last couple of classes when you jump out of the seat, I would ease myself up out of the seat and I would ease myself down onto the seat. And I wouldn't work on a high resistance very often. And if I was feeling pain, 
I would take it easy. I've also been icing like crazy. I've been soaking in the tub. I've been doing anything that you can do. Stretching. I've been doing, um, my husband has one of those incline boards, an inversion table. I've been doing that. And that reminds me, I should probably do that when I get off of this podcast today. So it's made things a ton better. I also took a a few days and went out of town, which um, it was very apparent to me that a big cause or contributor to my back issues is stress. And the first day that I was having the problems, every time the phone rang or I reached for the phone or stood up to walk in the office, I was having horrible spasms. And when I can ease the stress a little bit, it's it's much better. All of that happened too after I had planned to take a couple days in Coronado and I had to cancel it because everything was too busy. And so after the whole back thing happened, I actually did go to Coronado for about 48 hours and it was a giant reset for me. And also was very apparent that stress is a huge contributor to my back pain at least because when I got there and the weather was beautiful I took a walk and walked for a couple of miles and felt really good a little bit of soreness but nothing like I had and I wasn't having the spasms and it just it was a really mind clearing experience I'll get more into Coronado in a minute But since I last talked with you, I was recovering from my hip stuff and I had, um, I spent a weekend where I was just recovering and then I had a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that were very busy. Like I went in on a Monday and it was appointment after appointment. I've had a ton of court too and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were super, super busy And then I figured out a way to get out of the office Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it was the one time in a long time where I didn't have a bigger project to bring with me. Usually I am working on one or two projects and I'll bring them with me when I'm on a trip. I have yet to take a vacation where I don't do something work-related. Um always emails, like just trying to like stay up to date on the emails a little bit. Uh, But again, usually like a project that I'll work on on the plane or work on in the morning or work on in the evening. And this time I didn't have a big project. I got all of my bigger projects done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so I brought my laptop with to um, just check emails. And I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time because it was a very a very short trip. I was going to drive. And when I had the first time I had COVID, I drove to Coronado by myself. And I had to because I had COVID, I couldn't get on a plane. And this time, um, my daughter said, Why are you driving? Like, why drive if you're going to do this? Because I was really just doing, I was going to drive on Thursday and then come home Saturday. So it was really like two days of driving. And 
she said, take JetSuite X. And if you haven't heard of JetSuite X, it's a, uh, I guess you call it regional, um, almost like a private jet. And the planes seat 30 people. Um, the prices are not terrible. And they only go certain short places. So from Phoenix, I think you can only go to Oakland, Vegas, Burbank, San Diego. So it's not like a regular airline where you go to the airport and you have to park or go through security. All you do is go to the ticket counter, check in, they take your bag, and you get on the plane. So they say don't get there later than um, 20 minutes before your flight. I ended up being later. <laughs> so this was the one stressful part of my trip. So I did. I decided to do JetSuite X. That it was affordable to leave on Thursday morning. And if I took the flight on Thursday morning, I was in San Diego by 9, 9-ish. And then... Um, took home a Saturday night flight, like 7.30 p.m. So it gave me, you know, a full day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, without any of the driving. So I planned to take an Uber on Thursday. My husband's working on this big home improvement project, which I'm letting myself get stressed out about because he's redoing the garage, which means everything from the garage is kind of everywhere. And my mind doesn't do well with that. I like everything where it goes. I like systems in place for my house. Um, I like things to look pretty. And I don't have like the fanciest house. When I look at... Um, you know, magazines, like home improvement magazines, I'm always like, oh, everything is so cute. And my stuff really isn't. It's a lot of furniture I've had for a long time. I have furniture from the people that I bought the house from. Like, I really don't have like a put together room, but it's mine and I'm happy and I like where things go. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. I'm recording this on Saturday morning. So I'm having coffee with you which I love. Like having coffee in the morning is one of my all-time favorite things. So Jet Suite X. And so the morning I'm to leave, I'm like, I'm just going to take an Uber. I told my husband, you're working on this garage project. I don't want to bother you. I can take a car. It's no problem. So of course, because it's Jet Suite X, I don't plan on getting there super early. But I try to book a car about an hour and a half, an hour and 15 before my flight takes off. I'm only 30 minutes from this terminal. And it's not the regular airport. It's the JetSuite X terminal. So you're not going through the whole airport. I knew it was rush hour though. So I figured I'd book maybe like an hour and a half in advance. I click on Uber and Lyft and there's just no cars. Like a 30 minute waiting. And I'm starting to panic because I'm like, once a car gets to me at 30 minutes, now I'm starting to cut it close. So I said to my husband, you know, I will take that ride. So we jump in the car and we start going. And there's some sort of something on the 17 where it seems like maybe it's an accident. Everyone's slowed down. 
And it's, I, I have no time to spare. And then we get past whatever it is, and it was nothing. <laughs> like, I don't, to this day, I don't know what it was. Just everyone stopped, and then it traffic opened up again. And then when we got on the 10, so now we make up time. And I'm like, oh, doing totally great. I'm going to be there about half an hour early. This is perfect. And then we get on the 10 and stopped. Like the ramp was just stopped. And it, the traffic was worse than I've seen it in a long time. In Arizona, so, you know, for a long period of time, we had the ease up of traffic because of COVID lockdowns which was nice, <laughs> of course, to have traffic eased up. And during the summer, traffic is not that bad. We lose a lot of residents. A lot of people go back to their homes, east, north, wherever. A lot of people vacation. Kids are out of school. The colleges are out. We're just losing a huge percentage of driving people. And it was... Uh, the end of August, so all the schools are back, and traffic was crazy. So finally get to the terminal, and it's 15 minutes before the flight. And I'm like, oh, they say don't get there later than 20 minutes. Hope it's still okay. I walk up to the counter with my suitcase. I check it in. The person who checks you in was the most loveliest person ever. I, you know, I go up, I'm already apologizing and saying, Oh, the traffic was terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm glad you're here. Here, here's your ticket. Let me take your luggage. Enjoy the flight. And then the flight attendant is so nice. There's only one flight attendant because there's not that many people that fly. There was probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 people on this flight. So about half empty. So I had, you, you either have a single seat um, there's a row of single seats or there's double seats. And she put me in a double seat with no one next to me. So I got to, you know, lay out my books and um, and use the other seat as just a place to spread out. And they have um, nice alcohol. <laughs> so in the morning, I don't know how proud I am of this, but in the morning I had a tequila and orange juice. And so... After all the stress of getting to the airport, the flight is just nice, like nice. And we land in San Diego and it's like nine o'clock. You know, we left at 8.15. I'm already in San Diego at nine. I wasn't entirely sure how long it would take to get from the airport to, or the JSX terminal to Coronado. Um, I didn't look it up. I was just like, well, whatever it is, it is. I actually in my mind, thought it would be like an hour. Because um, years ago, with my youngest daughter, it always used to be uh, the Coronado trip was my husband and my youngest daughter, the three of us, like so simple, you know, so simple. Now it's this huge um, group of us when we go during the summer. And we in one um, summer, we after we stayed in Coronado, we went to the airport and picked up my middle daughter and went to Legoland. And I just remember it taking a while, like the waiting for her at the airport, getting to the airport, the traffic in the city. And then the drive to Legoland was just blah. Like if you ever go from San Diego to Legoland, it is just the, the worst drive. Like the traffic just sits there. 
So in any event, um, we, um, I, I'm thinking, oh, it's probably an hour. And I'm like, I have all the time in the world. I'm not worried. It's all fine. So I catch an, I get an Uber. And this time there's millions of Ubers. The Uber comes like in two or three minutes. And I get in it and I look at my, the app and it says I'll be at the hotel in 10 minutes. The hotel was like Coronado was kind of right around the corner. All you had to do was get on a short stretch of highway, jump on the big bridge that takes you to Coronado. And I stayed at the Marriott that's right at the bottom of the bridge. So I was there like instantly. It was amazing. So now I'm at the hotel. It's like 945 in the morning. And I'm thinking, oh, they probably can't check me in. I'll check my bag and I'll, I'll, um, I'll just start walking around, you know, go get lunch, whatever, and then come back and check in. So I go up front and um, the staff worked really hard and got me a room that um, I could check in immediately. So I was able to get in early and instead of, you know, 4 p.m. checkout, check-in. I had 10 a.m. check-in. Probably helped that I was coming in on a Thursday instead of like a Saturday or a Friday. But still, they didn't have to do it. And they were really, really nice about it to make sure that I got in. I was there so early, breakfast was still open. And I went and had breakfast at the hotel. And then I um, went back to the room, just kind of got settled in. And then I thought I'm going to take a walk. And I walked the um, whole Orange Avenue, went shopping, did not buy anything um, huge. I bought things like, I bought these little cards that said, greetings from Coronado. I bought stamps. I bought two little books for my grandson. And and that was really it. Like I wasn't there to to spend money. When you're by yourself, you spend so much less money. So I um, take care of that. And then it's like 1.30. And I had planned to see a movie at the little movie theater. And so I'm feeling great. Like so stress-free. I'm not hearing from the office. I think they had one question that they had to call me about. Um just stress-free, like enjoying the weather. It was a little bit on the warmer side, but after I left, they had a heat wave, so I, I feel very grateful about it. Um, and there was a two o'clock matinee, and there was this movie that I had been wanting to see that was recommended to me by Anderson from the film vault called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And it was just a lovely little movie about a lady in after World War II, who is a regular lady, a housekeeper, struggling, her husband gets killed in the war, and she wants to go to Paris and buy a Dior dress. And what she does to get the money to buy the Dior dress is so cute, and everything that happens to her in Paris is amazing, and it has this really sweet ending, and just just like a super sweet movie, like the perfect movie to see when you're trying to get away from it all. <laughs> you know, my other choice was Bullet Train. Um, and I'm like, this was the perfect movie to, to choose. I almost thought I was going to have the theater to myself, but four other people joined me and, um, 
and that's fine. You know, I don't need the theater myself, but kind of when you get that little gift, it's always nice. But I had a half an hour before the movie started. So I sat down with my little box of cards and wrote cards to everyone in my family and then mailed those out, just wrote them. I mean, they probably thought I was crazy. I would just write like exactly what I was doing. I would say, I'm sitting in the movie theater right now, waiting for the movie to start, and two people just walked in, you know, things like that. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to just like sit and write. Oh, oh, also on my way to the movie theater, I stopped at the little bookstore. So a little independent bookstore that's in Coronado. I'm so afraid that one year I'm going to go there and it's going to be gone. So I always try to buy something from it. It's hard because I don't buy a lot of books because um, I don't want the clutter of books. I do have a lot. I have a lot more than I did two years ago because now I have like a little library area so every once in a while, I get a book that I really want. So I went into this bookstore and I thought, what can I get? I had some books to read, some true crime books to read on the beach, which I was planning to do on Friday. And I thought, what can I get that would just be like perfect beach reading? And because I'm me, <laughs> I got two time management books, a time management book and a time management work workbook. I highly recommend these books. One is called Master Your Time, Master Your Life by Brian Tracy. He's the same author who wrote Eat That Frog, which was a book I really enjoyed that was a lot about time management. And when I saw this book, I thought, you know, why not? And I, I flipped through it. And it was um, easy to read, short chapters, real practical tips. I thought this is perfect. And then there was a workbook called Own It Workbook by Crystal Stacy. I thought at first I was like, oh, I'm not sure because I thought it was more about like actually putting more on your plate, <laughs> but it was more about thinking about things mindfully so that when you're doing your business, you're concentrating on what is going to keep you healthy and maybe ways to grow your business that are more efficient. So I got those two books, went and saw the movie, went and had uh, dinner on the way home and um, just really kind of stayed in for the night. That evening, the film vault had a watch party. So I joined the watch party and it was nice. It was like having us a couple hours of social time, even though it was online. And the film vault has a really nice community. And for $10 a month, you can join in their monthly watch parties where you live watch it, a, a movie that Brian and Anderson will pick. And you live watch it, and then you can chat with the listeners. And Brian and Anderson are doing like a YouTube live while the movie is playing. It just ends up being fun, and the chats are always hilarious, and I just really enjoy it. You usually watch a movie that is something that you can hate watch a little bit, <laughs> really not so much of a good movie. Although I think next month they're trying to do like a really, really good movie. 
and that will be like a, a, a different way to watch it. So anyways, I had this great night watching it. I bought a canned margarita, you know, because one of the things that seems like everyone has a drink. So I had went and got something at this um, small little liquor store pizza place called High Tide that I love in Coronado. And I wasn't ready for pizza when I went there. So I told the people, I said, I'll be back for pizza. <laughs> like, they don't even care, you know, <laughs> like making this proclamation. I did go back for a pizza on Saturday. So then, um, you know, went to bed kind of early. I got up and um, didn't, wasn't in the mood for breakfast. I thought, I'm going to, oh, another thing too is when you're on vacation by yourself, you don't eat as much um, because you just sort of eat when you feel like it or you, you know, grab something small. I had grabbed olives and papaya from the grocery store the night before, which I kind of snacked on. When I needed a bite uh, that evening, I was in the hotel and the, um, you know, the next morning I had olives and papaya for, for breakfast, which was actually really good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, made coffee in the room. It just was perfect. Sat out on, uh, watched the bay a little bit and the Navy ships. Just like lovely. I was so happy. And then I booked a chair and umbrella at the Del Coronado. And I took the bus there. They have a free shuttle. Coronado Island has a free shuttle during the summer, which is so convenient. So you can stay anywhere and use the shuttle to get everywhere. So I didn't pay for transportation the whole time I was there. I didn't pay for parking because I didn't have a car. It was just all very economical, relatively. So then I went to the beach. I sat there from 10 a.m., until the sun started to sink till about seven nine hours it was great I got up a couple times and went into the hotel I went to the shops and looked around I um, got an iced coffee at one point I picked up tacos and brought them back to my chair they have these really good mushroom tacos at the little taco shack and otherwise just sat there and looked at the water and read my books. I had four books and one magazine and I alternated between the five and it was so relaxing. I almost was a little bored, <laughs> which is a thing that I've said before is I don't know that I'll ever be bored again because there's always something to do. I hearken back to when I was young and I remember the summers and I would get so bored during the summer. Really the only activity I would do is playing outside. And you're young, so you know, you're 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 fine, like you don't you're not bothered by the heat. I would not wear shoes the entire summer. And then when I would try to get into a shoe at the when school started, <laughs> like they never fit anymore. Okay, I had to get used to wearing shoes again. But we would go to the library, I would get books, like books and records, and you try to find stuff to watch on TV, and nothing was ever good. You know, I remember my brother and I, one summer, we were, got addicted to one of the soap operas, and every day at 2 o'clock, no matter where either of us were, we'd run home and watch the soap opera together. Saturdays, you'd watch old scary movies that came on 
uh, like Son of Svengoolie, you watch Saturday morning cartoons, like, you know, kids don't even understand, like what crap it was, you know, so I would be bored. Every once in a while, we'd go to a movie. It wasn't, you know, now with my kids, it's like, oh, let's just go to a movie. It was a, where it's like a regular thing. When I was young, it was like an event to go to a movie. You know, I remember uh, when we went and saw Empire Strikes Back, like it was probably one of two movies that we saw, whatever, during that time period. So um, I was actually like a little bored, like, all I'm doing is reading and looking at the water. And I said, Florence, you enjoy this. Like, don't start getting on the phone with someone. Don't start checking emails. You know, I had my phone. I didn't have my computer. I think I actually did click through some emails, but not in like a work, work way. And then finally around seven, I thought, okay, time to go home. So I, um, went, I walked to a, I ordered some uh, sushi online while I sat in my chair under my umbrella and then picked it up and took the shuttle home, ate sushi and went to bed. I will say this, that I really, really enjoy the setup that they have at the Dell, but once they set you up, like they'll tell you, oh, here's whoever who's going to be setting you up. Ask them if you need anything. You never see that person again. <laughs> I, this is going to sound like such a first world problem. But, you know, as the sun shifts, um, the, the umbrellas are really heavy. And it takes some muscle to get them out and get them back in. I can't do it. Like I just know it's going to fall over on me. So I just kept moving my chair to the shade <laughs> and the chairs are a little awkward but it was fine you know but it's crazy like you never see the person again after um they set up your chair they never check in with you the only time you see him is around there's a, a kind of a mass exodus in these chair rentals around three four o'clock and so they just start cleaning up at that point. So by the time that I left, it was probably me and one other person who was still on the beach sitting under their umbrella. But I definitely got my, my money's worth sitting there. It was $60 for the chair and the umbrella. I used it all day. There was no, um, you know, I didn't have an umbrella that I traveled with. I didn't have a chair. So having those items for um, me to be able to rent was a godsend. My fire alarm's going off, but and I think the battery's going out, so my um, husband is um, turning it off, but it's distracting me. So that was Friday, and then Saturday I got up and I stayed, I got late checkout, had breakfast at the hotel, and then I just stayed in the hotel until the very last minute that I could leave, which was around 2 o'clock, because my flight was at 7, so I had a couple hours to kill. And um, I took a really long, luxurious shower, washed my hair, it was so dirty from being at the beach, and got dressed and packed and checked out and I checked my luggage with the 
uh, bell person and got the ticket and then went back into Coronado, took the um, bus again, the shuttle. And then I did just little things. I went and my nails were long, so I went and got a manicure. I um, went to a place and uh, they had a foot massage place. I went to that place. Uh, what else did I do? Um, oh, I tried to go to a place where they stretch you, but by the time I got there, it was closed. I feel like I... Oh, I had pizza. I had my pizza at high tide. Um, I went and picked up some postcards. My son-in-law asked me to pick up postcards from the last time we were there so he could send them out to people. That may be about it. And it was so nice. It was just like... And so instead of driving you know, which I would have had to do, I spent those hours doing some more relaxing and, and getting out there and just spending time in the town. So then it was um, time for me to head to the airport. So I had to pick up my bag first. So I thought, oh, I'll take the shuttle back and then I'll pick up my bag. And a shuttle comes, well, first of all, like I missed a shuttle by two seconds. It pulls up and I'm waving my arms and it just goes. So I figure, okay, I have plenty of time. I'll wait for the next one. The next one just drives by, even though there's people sitting at the bus stop. They, I To this day, I don't know what happened. So I finally decided to just do an Uber pickup. And you can do an Uber pickup where you request multiple stops. And so I did one, a stop at the hotel, and then a, you know, a stop at the terminal, which ended up working out really nice. I always get a little nervous with those because if the hotel is lengthy and getting me my luggage, then the driver's waiting and I don't want them to be pissed and all of that. But they got me my luggage like immediately, threw it in the back, just had this nice ride. There was some traffic um, leaving, so it took longer to get to the terminal than it took to get to the hotel. It was such weird traffic. It was people getting on the highway and off the highway at this one ramp and it was just they were just crisscrossing and it was all backed up but once I got past that point there was no no traffic at all it was just the weirdest thing ever so I get to the terminal and um, I check my bag and they give me my ticket and I sit down and I had like five minutes like it just was perfect timing and then they loaded us on and there was only about six people on the flight and the flight attendant was just so sweet. Like she was chatting and asking about everybody's vacation, if they were vacationing or if it was their home. And, and I told her everything that I did and I had another drink and it just was nice, nice, nice. And so I had a seat by myself and I spread out with my magazines and my drink and it felt like very luxurious. It's the closest I'll ever get to a private jet because I know that um, there's no way for me to fly privately ever. But um, it was a good range of taking a trip because most people, I think, aren't coming home on a Saturday. I highly recommend coming home not on Sunday night because when you come home Sunday night, you're trying to do your laundry. You have to get up and go to work on Monday. You need a, 
buffer in there. And so I really like to come home on like a Thursday because then it's the weekend almost immediately. A Saturday is a really good day to come home. Our last trip, we came home on a Wednesday um, from Coronado. And I was back in the office Thursday and every bit of relaxation from vacation just went out the door. It was kind of okay because then it was just Thursday and Friday. But, you know, I would say if you can make it so you can have that weekend to get yourself prepared, it's great. Because um, so my husband and daughter picked me up, we go back home. And what do I do immediately? And I do this immediately after every trip, I start the laundry. And, um, you know, there's dishes in the sink, I got to do the dishes in the sink. It's just my craziness that, you know, gets me going. So while I'm doing this, like my back's starting to hurt again, and I'm like, don't let the relaxation go away from you. Like you have to, um, you have to still remember that, like use those techniques, because you can't run off to Coronado, you know, every time that your back hurts. And I especially was thinking about it because for September and October, even going into November, like as I'm telling you this, I'm like just starting to feel the the apprehension. I have so much court, like so much court. I was supposed to go to San Francisco for court in September and it got canceled, which the San Francisco trips do get canceled quite a bit. And as soon as it got canceled, the one day that I was supposed to be there, uh, it filled in with five hearings. I have a, a day in September where I have hearings starting at nine and ending at five and one's in person. And they're just one hearing after another. And it's the craziest thing. I'm just looking at that day wondering, how will I do it? But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I should have it all in place. Two hearings shouldn't be too bad. The other two are kind of medium. The The last one, the last one of the day where I have to actually go to Mesa for it is an evidentiary hearing. So that's just like, well, so uh, Sunday, when I got back, you know, I was home all day Sunday, I used it to finish my laundry. I went to the office for a few hours. I've been going to the office on weekends. Um, not because that's a good thing to do. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't have to do that. But I can actually get some things done. And I got a ton done. And one thing I've been doing on weekends, so I don't feel like I'm like away from my family, is I'll bring my oldest grandson with me. I pick him up some McDonald's. I put him on the little sofa. I put on a video for him. He gets himself some water. Like he's old enough where he's three and a half, so he's not super old, but he's old enough that he can sit for a little bit. And my office is small enough that he can't, you know, he can't go anywhere. If he's in an, if he goes in another room of the office, he's just literally right next to me. So it's it's all fine. So he comes to the office with me and it's um you know, we hang out, I get through all this work, it feels great. And I feel like Monday morning, let's do this. <laughs> so I get up on Monday. And I just I get up at 530. I jump in the shower. I'm to work by I had a hearing. So I'm to work by um, eight, um, you know, dropped off my daughter went to the office right away, like 
showered, ready to go. Let's get this on. Let's get this going. And I had so many telephone messages, so many, that I kept saying to myself, how long was I gone again? <laughs> I was only gone two days. I was gone Thursday and Friday. And so one of the days is a Friday. So presumably you have less calls on a Friday, but no, not this time. I had the biggest pile of messages you have ever seen in your life. So I just start, I, I, with all my uh, new time management um, acumen, I start going through the messages one by one. And I'm just, when I'm doing the messages, like what I'm trying to do is to stop the urge to multitask because I honestly don't get anything done when I do that. If I try to, I, I will give you an, a, a real life example of, of multitasking and its failure. So in the past, I would have my phone on my shoulder um, with my shoulder up so that the phone was pinned to my ear and my hands were free. I'm typing on the computer. I also have a cup of coffee next to the keyboard. And guess what happens? I'm super distracted when I'm talking to people. I have spilled coffee in my keyboard while I've been talking to people. And I just figure, nope, you can't do it that way. So here's how I started breaking stuff down to make it easier and actually way more effective. So I get I came in and my number one thing was to start going through the messages. So I just started doing call one by one by one. And the thing with calls are they sometimes take forever. You know, I'll have a call that and I, I do enjoy talking to my clients. Like they, I want to hear about their lives. I want to hear about the kids. I want to hear about the grandkids. I really do. Like this is important to me. But if I take an hour call with someone, that is an, a bit, about an eighth of the working day, a huge portion of the working day. So I have to be really mindful of that. Um, trying to get through the calls, but also being a human being and talking to people. I am not patting myself on the back about this, but so many clients have told me that how I talk to them, they appreciate where I don't talk down to them. I talk to them. I explain things to them. I'm, I don't make them feel stupid with whatever I'm saying. And those comments always make me feel really good. Because um, I've just talked to clients who've had really bad experiences, where the lawyers will say to them, hey, I don't have time for this. Um, uh, I know better than you. And, um, you know, you don't understand this. And I'm telling you what to do like those kind of comments. And in my mind, the attorney-client relationship has to be a partnership. Ultimately, my client is the one making the decisions. I do not make the decisions for the clients. I can recommend things. I can leave a case if we're way too far apart on the decisions. I don't know. I, there's very, very few, like in 23 years, 
where I've had such a breakdown like that. Um, Because even on a client's worst day, we generally figure it out. You know, they, um, they just maybe need some time. So I've rarely, rarely had ones where I've had to say I'm not the right attorney for this. So um, I, it took me forever to get through the calls, I guess is the bottom line. But I got through and I'm feeling good. Like, number one, I, I got through all the calls. And I do want to talk about, um, as part of this little exercise, I want to talk about tips that I did to try to bring down the bring down the noise for me and to keep away the distractions. So one is just doing one thing at a time. And if I was on a, if, you know, if I was doing phone calls for a while and my voice just needed to rest um, or I needed to just get up for a little bit, I might spend like 15 minutes doing emails then. Like, okay, I'll take a break. I'll do some emails. (laughs) What a great break, you know? Or I would check in with my staff and say, what do you guys have for me? And I'll go through it. You know, um, then I'd go through the mail. I have given up on multitasking. I, to a certain extent, I'll do something that I don't really consider uh, multitasking. But when, uh, sometimes when I'm doing calls, there can be like a little bit of downtime where you're, waiting for someone to pick up or you're on hold for a little bit or whatever's going on. So in that case, I might go through my emails and kind of delete ones that are just um, advertisement ones that I don't need to look at. And I do get a lot of those. So if I can just kind of get those out of the way and then go back to the substance of ones later, that helps. Another thing I might do when um, I'm doing calls is I might sort the mail a little bit, but not really like sit down and like read a letter or read a motion. Just kind of open it, make a pile for stuff that I have to look at later. Um, You know, a pile of stuff that maybe requires taking it to um, one of the staff members, you know, things like that. Um, just sort of organize a little bit, throw out the junk, you know, get rid of that. So not really multitasking, but my hands might be a little busy while I'm doing phone calls. Um, I will, now I'm like shutting, closing my email screen when I'm doing other work, because it's just too much distraction, where I look at my screen, and it will populate with 15 more emails like in a two minute, a a two minute period. I'm like, okay, I I need to not look at this. So I've just been closing down the screen and then setting aside time where I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to answer emails for a while. Um, A list, a task list. In any of these days, the Monday that I came back and felt super productive or any other day, I have a task list. And I might have a couple lists going sort of depending on what I have going on. I might have a list of bigger projects. I might have just my printout of the calendar day that says what my hearings are um, and my hearings and meetings. I might take a list and make sort of a personal list of like 
call to get your windshield fixed, call pest control, things like that. And um, sometimes I'll just make a list of really, really small action items. Like I'll talk to a client and a client will mention something and I'll think, okay, I need to go back and look at the motion that I did and see if we address this. Or a client will say, can you email opposing counsel? And I'll write down like these small tasks that really only take a couple of minutes. But if I can group them together and take care of the ones that take, you know, three to nine minutes, it really helps. And then I'm also not trying to remember them either. Because I will tell you this, I can't remember stuff anymore. There's just too much too many things in my head. If I try to remember something like when, um, when you go upstairs, grab a new hand soap for the kitchen, most likely I will forget it a couple of times. <laughs> so sometimes I just need to carry the empty hand soap around with me to remember or um, take a post-it and stick it to my hand or put out the new hand soap and walk past it a few times before I remember to take it downstairs. I, I'm always trying to think of a trick to remember something. But the biggest trick of all is just write it down. Have like a little um, task list going. And I have those going all day, every day. This is it goes along with the uh, no multitasking, but check email intentionally. Here is probably my favorite way to check email. So I can pull it up on my laptop. And it's um, smaller because I actually log into my computer at work. So that's one way. Not my favorite. The second is checking them on my phone, where I go into an email exchange where I'm able to pull up those emails. Again, not my favorite because on my phone, they just don't appear right. And also, I can't you know, I'm typing on my phone, like, you know, the same keyboard you use when you're texting. It's just not super efficient. So if I'm checking on my phone, a lot of times it's just getting rid of emails, see what I can delete, see what I need to go back to. If I can respond within five words, I might respond on the phone. But otherwise, it's not efficient. Here's my absolute favorite way. <laughs> I'll sound so nerdy. I sit up straight, Here's another thing I've been working on with my back. I'm really trying to sit up straight. I can feel the difference from if I'm slouched over a computer and then I just straighten up, the feeling is exponentially better. I feel so much better when my back is straight. And that's a hard one for me because I just don't think that is my natural posture, but it needs to be. I breathe better. I feel better. I probably look better instead of being hunched over in pain. So I take my keyboard. Um, I push it forward on my desk. And I have a light touch keyboard, which I highly recommend. And I don't know that I can find the same keyboard that I have. And, my, and this keyboard is getting old. But I can't get rid of it because it's so... Um, it's so nice. I tried to replace it once and the other keyboard, it felt like I had to punch the keys. In this, you just, your fingers just tickle the keys and you're able to type. So I push my keyboard forward. 
I sit up straight and I just look straight at the computer and answer emails. I finish them so much quicker than if I'm trying to do phone calls at the same time. So answering emails and just being intentional about it is great. I had a bit of a, I'd say I had a bit of a fail on it on, um, Monday was great. Like I felt like the most productive person in the world. By Wednesday, I thought, you know what? All your Coronado good vibes are gone because the emails did not stop coming in. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and just could not get done with the emails. Like every time I would get to the end of the emails, I'd go back and there would be, um, you know, 40 more. It just didn't stop. Um, and some good news about Monday too was I settled a case, which was supposed to have a big trial on Tuesday where I had to go into Mesa. And so then I didn't, and I just had to call in and we put it on the record. And so now I have time on Tuesday. Um, it took, so it was very hard to get it settled. And that was actually part of what I was working on on Sunday and Monday, which took up a bunch of time, but it got done and it's great for everybody. Like one of those just great settlements where um, it should just be really good news all the way around. Also with your email, here's what I do. I try to clean it up as much as possible. Um, I try to answer ones that I can answer in kind of a, a short way as much as possible. And the, but then there's ones that I have to delay on. And um, oh my gosh, I think my windshield people are coming. I'll have to call them back in a minute. I mean, I just want to finish this up. Um, delay the emails. Um, so that goes on my action list. Like it'll say something like um, call... Uh, call uh, John Smith attorney to talk about ABC case. Here's one thing that kind of bugs me, but I have to let it not bug me, which is people will email me asking me to call them. I wish they would just call me because now it's an email that I have to deal with, but it's also a telephone message. So uh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't let it bug me that much. Maybe for some people, if they just say, hey, call me and they feel like I can call them at my own convenience, maybe they think that's better. It throws me um, because I just wish they would call. But again, something that I can put on my to-do list. And then the delete, I just deleting, deleting, deleting. There's so many. I'm trying to avoid the... Um, thanking people all the time because I know that's an extra email for them. But I also do want people to know that I'm grateful for whatever they're telling me or giving me. So, but I just try to keep that down a bit. As part of all that I'm saying, um, find time to focus. So um, like, for example, with the emails, when I'm doing that, what I try to do is just do the emails. Is it 100% perfect every time? No, I have people that I work with, so they're going to come into the office. We have a thing at my office where we actually get 
sort of a ton of walk-ins. And so that is a distraction like throughout the day. But I try to find time just to focus. A big area of time that I need to be able to set aside is um, going through documents. And the other day, I actually brought home a huge pile of documents because they just piled up. So those can be documents from the mail. It can be emails that I print out that have to review like a contract, like someone emails me a contract. It can be a work that the staff has worked on that I need to review and finalize. And so that piles up all day. If I can just sit and work through it, so much better. I try to put my phone away to the greatest extent possible because my cell phone is a way people reaches me, reach me besides my office phone. I have the Apple Watch, which offers multiple distractions all day. So when someone calls you, they um, it shows up on the Apple Watch. But usually what I like to do is keep my phone turned upside down and then maybe just look at it occasionally and see if I can go through my text really quick or something like that. And, um, you know, just return calls on the cell phone that are ones that need to be returned on the cell phone. Through all of this, the goal is to try to be less busy and less frantic. A few years ago, I had a class that I taught that was called Being Beyonce in Your Law Practice. I still love this class. It's one of the favorite, my most favorite things I ever did because of the Beyonce meme that says Beyonce has 24 hours in the day, same amount of hours that you have. Why aren't you getting done what Beyonce is getting done? Basically, same thing. Here's the thing. I don't know how Beyonce does it. Well, you know what? Maybe I do know how she does it. She has makeup, hair people, nannies. Um, but she's still doing a tremendous amount of work. So use part of being Beyonce and whatever you're doing is use what you have. Uh, use that hour to the greatest extent possible. Um, use the time to um, take a break, you know, grab a book, sit outside, um, walk around your office complex for a second, like just whatever you need to reset. And this should get you going again. I tried to reset. I'm hoping it's still working. I'm feeling much better. I feel like I'm smiling when I'm talking to you. So I feel much better. Um, don't really have any movies to review. I reviewed a bunch last time. I will tell you I'm watching American Horror Stories, which is the anthology series. It's the second season is not as good as the first season, I would say. And there was a couple episodes where I was like, eh, it's not even really that good. But I still enjoy it because I enjoy the tone of American Horror Story and American Horror Stories. I just finished the third season of Never Have I Ever. I love this show. It's written and produced by Mindy Kaling. She doesn't show up on it, but it really has the feeling of the Mindy show. And the lead actress is so delightful there's so many fast quips it I cry every season there's three seasons the episodes are short it's a teen show but very heartfelt I just love 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 this show and I finished season two of only murders in the building 
season two, I loved, um, I loved season one, but season two, you had all the backstory gone of like how, um, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez, like how they team up. So that's all, that's all done. And I'm, kind of like when the origin story is over and there was some really really good guest stars on this season including Amy Schumer was probably my favorite part of it uh Cara Delevingne had a a nice part in it um oh my gosh um my gosh I can't think of the one actor but he was back this season um just fun, like really fun, funny. They'll take some episodes and they'll like put their focus on, uh, Nathan Lane is who I was trying to think of. Uh, they'll put their focus on like some, like a certain person or a certain aspect of the story instead of just sort of like a linear storytelling. So I really, really like it. Okay. I'm going to wrap up because, um, I've been speaking for more than an hour. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law office website, my law or my law office Facebook. My website is brummerlaw.com and I'm occasionally on the film vault. I encourage you to listen to them. They always have great movie tips and movie reviews. Talk soon.